Haley and Ad Farm, Smooth Criminal at 20 past 8 at 92.9. Thanks to Country Auto's GWM Havel, and things have started getting cold again. Uh, five degrees outside of the moment. It's been very frosty the last couple of mornings. So for it, in our JB's Thursday Movie Club this week, I want your movies that are cold, either set in the cold, movies about the cold, or have an important part of the film all about cold stuff. Maybe, I don't know, cold-hearted characters. Darth Vader comes to mind. He's the first character I think of when you think, you know what, you are a badass. Uh, movies that are cold, JB's Movie Club. The other films I think of is The Day After Tomorrow, of course. One of, sort of one of the very first sort of, like, climate change sort of films. I know that, you know, there were documentaries and all that in the 80s and the 90s, but between you and me and the fence post, they were kind of boring. They were kind of preachy. Whereas, you know, you get the director of Godzilla and Independence Day to make a movie about the whole damn world freezing over, and you whack that up on the big screen with Jake Gyllenhaal, and, you know, people watch that. You know, we, look, we all love David Attenborough. Don't get me wrong, all love him. But you put David Gyllenhaal and all the dudes from Independence Day blowing up the world, and that's going to get far better commercial reach than David Attenborough. And it pains me to say that, but it's true. The Day After Tomorrow, certainly a movie that is cold. The other one I think of is uh, 007 Die Another Day, the final Pierce Brosnan Bond film in the final scenes there, where he's driving through that huge, like, Arctic ice mansion that they built that was legit they built that and filmed it in iceland i believe in that capital city in iceland that no one can ever pronounce uh with all the little dashes and doflangies above the letters in the name but um that was legit so i think of that the last hurrah from pierce brosnan apart from that ice mansion and me thinking it's a movie that's cold the rest of the movie was bollocks and uh look between you and me and the fence post again Madonna really can't act. But aside from that, uh, it's a movie that's cold. A lot of suggestions for the day after tomorrow coming through. Kara has suggested for a movie that's cold, Cliffhanger. That is, that's a good one. Ice Age, of course. Why don't I think of that? Home Alone 1 and 2 from Matt. That is a great suggestion, of course. Set in the cold. Set at Christmas time. Love that. The Revenant. From Lyris, thank you very much. That's a great suggestion, of course. Netted Leonardo DiCaprio, finally his very first Best Actor Oscar, so certainly deserves a gong in JB's Thursday Morning Movie Club. Uh, a couple I've never heard of. The Grey is a suggestion from Andy. Thanks, Andy. Not familiar with that. Chain Reaction from Randall. Haven't heard of that. Ice Castles from Porky Penny. Haven't heard of that. The Polar Express. The Grinch. Happy Feet. Cool Runnings, Blades of Glory, I, Tony, and Eddie the Eagle. Quite a rap sheet from Lizzie. They're all very, very, very good cold movie suggestions. And Kathy suggesting White Fang. Is that like a, a, a vampire film, Dracula movie set in Antarctica or something, is it? Never heard of White Fang either. Thank you very much for your recommendations. I want movies that are cold for JB's Thursday morning movie club. Let me know, 676-2299, make it on air, go on the draw for our Case Friday Mitra as well. Otherwise, keep those recommendations coming through 929 Tamworth on the socials. We're on the hunt for the ultimate rock, paper, scissors champ. Yeah, good, thanks, yeah. There's one uh, good movie, funny enough, 
you've already mentioned it, but there's two different movies called The Iceman. Now, you've got to go to SBS On Demand to watch the documentary called The Iceman. Oh. And uh, it's all about a fellow who uh, can supposedly cure anyone of anything, and the first thing you do is jump in this, this pond of frozen water coming off down a glacier, and in the end, they're walking up the mountains with no clothes on, just bare feet, the whole lot, you know. They're acclimatised to it. Oh, and wow. This, yeah, and this guy had scientists and everything do examinations on him, and in one he was in, you know, minus zero water for a full hour or two. Yeah. And all his heartbeat and everything and his breathing all remained normal. I just couldn't believe it. He said the, the human body is really a machine that's, uh, you know, <laughs> impossible to break if you tune it up properly. And this is his way of introducing people to hop in a pool of frozen water just for a very short time, trying to teach them to breathe normally while they're in there. Then they'll come out and they keep repeating this, you know, day yeah. after day after day until they can handle this the frozen water without any problem. Wow, okay. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and I imagine it's on SBS because it's got a bit of nudity in it, I imagine, which always ticks the oh, box no, on SBS. Oh, really. It's, they got the swimming <laughs> costumes on. But um, that's it. The Iceman you get on the movies, he's only uh, a mass murderer. There's, there's one all about a mass murderer. But this one, The Iceman on SBS On Demand, it's a documentary. It goes for about 40 minutes, I think. And it's bloody amazing. Yeah. I'll check it out. Mickey, thank you very much for your call. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Luke Combs, Fast Car, 10 past 7 right here at 92.9. JB here this morning for Country Auto's GWM Havel, our state of origin today. 11 o'clock, Centrepoint, Tamworth, pop past and watch this man, James Monty Irvine, covered in maroon-coloured porridge. Jeez, you, you, you've used my full name. Oh, look, we know your full name from when you pop up in the newsroom from, from yeah. time to time. It's not a trade secret. It's, well, you know, it, it's meant to be just Monty. You realise that. It's meant to be just Monty, like Madonna or Prince or, you know, any of those. But no, no, that's fine. Use my full name. That's not a problem. I just did. So, um, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be covered. You are going to be a little Prince-esque today because Prince loved purple. And Maroon's kind of a hue of purple, especially after my food colouring ability over the last 48 hours as well. It's probably a little bit more purple I, than I, Maroon. I've got so. a sneaking suspicion that while while I might be getting covered in, in, in this said uh, coloured... Uh, Porridge. Yeah. Um, I think you've come out the worst on this because yeah. I reckon yeah. your partner is sick of that yeah. colour and yeah. it's probably splattered everywhere in your kitchen. Your pots, the next curry you make yeah. is uh, that purple comes curry. out is going to come out purple. <laughs> so did, as did, much as as much as I am I am loath to say yes, I'm going to get at least two uh, doses of 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 coloured porridge on my head. Mm. The more I think about it, the more I think you're coming out worse. Well, I did say this on air yesterday. I have a feeling this was your scheme all along that, uh, you know, yeah, you have to wear it. But, I mean, me having to spend two days in the kitchen cooking this stuff up pot by pot by pot was, uh, yeah. Although I did have to make as much yesterday. I made up one pot of porridge mm -hmm. last night. 
and I went, and, and at that stage, I think the score was relatively tied. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to hold off. If Queensland start blitzing a little bit more like they did in game one and two, I'll put another pot on, but I'll just wait and see. And luckily I did because, yeah, congrats. You, you got you got one game on the board. We've got to win. Now, this this... Uh, yeah. That was what you call a proper state of origin game. That was such a good game yeah. uh, on both by both teams. Yeah. Like they did play so well. Yeah. Queensland lost their way a little yeah. bit, and I have been reading mm. that there was a little bit of conspiracy theories running around for this. It. Yeah. No, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. There's conspiracy theories coming from the Queenslanders oh. about it. Yeah. That uh, Billy Slater's playing three dimensional te- chess. Oh. By by letting Brad Fittler win the third game and not doing a clean sweep means that he's going to remain coach for next year and he's got the better of him as coaches anyhow. He can play he out uh, outthinks him and out tactics him. Do you think do you think, that's, think that's enough true. do you think it's enough to save Brad Fittler? Oh what do you think? I don't know. You get one I mean that's it's pretty flaky, honestly. Like the press and media throwing around Brad Fittler needs to go because the last two games you've lost, and then you win one game and you go, "Oh no, you can keep him on." Like, Look, come on, I, uh, like, yeah. But you got to think, yeah. it's the way that they lost. So, in the first game, yes, it was close, and and Queenslander went over, Queensland went over twice. Yeah. In that first game, New South Wales had the majority of possession and majority of possession in the opposition's half. Mm. They just didn't look like having a way to finish off. Yes, mm. Queensland's defence was good, mm. but we're talking about the the cream of the crop. Mm. Um, in the second game, it was almost like the the Forbes High second thirteen were out on the field with blue jumpers on, <laughs> absolutely outplayed. Yeah. No, like absolutely no question. Yeah. Last night, yeah, it looked better. So. On the on the on the whole of the first two games, yeah. Based on that, it was like, well, what are you doing as a coach? What, where's where's your set plays? Where's your tactics? Yeah. Where's your whatever? And it, and it just he didn't look like he was either gelling with the team mm. or he'd run out of ideas or what. Mm. Last night, it looked a different a, a different mm. team. Mm. Admittedly, he didn't have the the team that he wanted. He yeah. wanted obviously Cleary and Latrell Mitchell being out hurt them mm. and losing uh tommy turbo you don't even know who i'm talking about no, no, I, I, I'm but tommy well turbo within the first minute of of game two didn't help yep. either but having said that the selections were a lot better and some of them were forced selections that he had yeah. to make and obviously smarter selections so do you think one questions? more you reckon one more one more My for question a is- taster and 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 see and if it's if it lo- if you lose again in 2024 if it's a repeat in 2024 he gone I reckon do you think they'll gone. give him one more or do you think he's out because I think his contract's up isn't it now yeah, I think it's I think close. it's the end look they, they might give him it. one more chance they yeah. might give him one more series now yeah. that he stopped the whitewash yeah but on the other side that is does he really want that well yeah exactly like after yeah. after the amount of criticism that he's got yeah. does he really want yeah. it that's that's the question yeah but uh look all, all glory to you 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 won the you mm. you've held the the shield high you'll be holding the the bucket of porridge high today yes uh, we, what we should have done is, is get a picture of the the shield and put it on your bucket to pour on my head <laughs> sure. well i got multiple buckets well so i forget can only do two shield. why because you only won two games oh. Remember, that was the deal we made yesterday. 
If you get you get to put two buckets on my head, if you get a third one, you get three buckets on my head. Yeah. But, but as Kaz said, as Kaz I've said, all, all you'll do get bigger buckets and make it into the two. As I'll Ka- work on that. Yeah. As 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 Kaz, my wife said last yep. night. Well, if JB's smart, he'll empty whatever he's made yeah. up into two buckets now, and you just get all all, all put on your head. That one way. one of them's a pretty big, pretty big vessel. Oh well, that's so, fine. Yeah, it's pretty. Hey, Look, be. There are, okay, there is two. There's there's two buckets. There's a smaller one and then a quite larger one. Okay. So, yeah. Well, you know yeah. what? That makes sense. You can put the small one on first yep. to represent game one and then for game two, the second one, which yep. is the bigger one. That's yeah, there we go. Sim- done. Symbology. Um, <laughs> sure. Come on down to Centrepoint Tamworth about 11 o'clock today and watch Monty at our pop-up studio down there get covered in this maroon-coloured goop. I'm a bit concerned it's set very thick. Well, you have to so put some more water I'm in there. I, I might have to. I might have to put a bit of water in because obviously we couldn't heat this up. I don't, I don't, so, I, I don't want to get done like for a HIA. Yeah, I was about to my... say. Oh, that's what I was a bit worried about. It's like a bloody brick coming out of this thing. <laughs> that's what so, I mean. I'll um, get a HIA. Because from... when, when I did State of Porridge in years ago, we did it at a, at a restaurant. Oh, so, so we they, had k- mm. kitchen facilities there to keep it lukewarm and bubbling along, whereas we don't have that here. Yeah. So, I mean, Centerpoint's got the, the, the parents' room with the microwave to heat the baby bottle up yeah. in. I might have to use that to warm it up I also don't want it so hot that I <laughs> <laughs> No. You know what? You, do, you give me a HIA or you make me look like Two-Face out of Batman. <laughs> Love it. Come on down to Centerpoint Tamworth today from 11 o'clock for our State of Origin. Thanks, Monty. No worries. Thank you very much. Want to hear your favourite song on the radio? Coffee with someone. Chatting about what's going on locally, nationally or internationally. Or something a little different. It's the McCafe Coffee Break. Hey, my old breakfast co-host and now at NBN in Newcastle, Jack Howard. Good morning. How are you, mate? G'day. I'm, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, the, the sun has finally risen in uh New South Wales after a pretty long Origin series. Yes, <laughs> indeed. That's right. How? What, what? What are your thoughts? How was? How was last night? And I guess how important was was last night for uh, the Blues going to sort of next year? Yeah. Well, we haven't seen too many whitewashes, which is, uh, I, I think, first and foremost, uh, you know, you, you want to avoid that. I think there was only one during that dominant era from Queensland during that dynasty and yeah. of course New South Wales that hasn't, hasn't done one for almost 20 years now so you, you don't want to uh, you, you don't want to lose 3-0 uh, so I think it was you know first and foremost to put a lot of pride back in the jersey and there's a lot of I think there's 75,000 tickets sold last yeah. night so a lot of New South Wales footy fans that probably got their tickets nice and early and and wanted to see their team rally, uh, and they did. So, yeah, uh, a nice way to end what has been a pretty tough series. What sort of went wrong for the Maroons last night, do you think? Uh, they were quite sloppy, to be fair. If you yeah. look at it from a Queensland point of view, they, they made a lot of errors. Uh, I, I think their game, too, uh, was one of the best performances the Queensland team's put out uh, probably since Mao Meninga. Um, you know, stopped coaching about five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and they just didn't back that up. They weren't uh, as dominant with the ball either. But New South Wales, to their credit, were a lot better. I thought uh, Freddie got it right on the selection table, first and foremost. He, uh, I think Cody Walker at number six was a, a, a massive uh, difference. Uh, Jerome Luai has probably been carried a little bit in the origin stage and, and probably wasn't a Premier 5-8, uh, but was, of course, picked there for his combinations with Penrith. And I think 
that was a key difference. And uh, Jake Trevojevic back in the middle. And uh, I think Freddie Fittler's rotation made a lot more sense last night. We were all left scratching our heads in the first two games. And I think I think New South Wales probably played a, a brand of football which, which we all expected them to play in rounds um, one yeah. and two, which <laughs> kind of makes it frustrating in some ways. Yeah, exactly. That's it. How does how does this uh, play with Brad Fittler coming back to coach next year? Obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, his coaching future after games one and two. Do you think it's kind of um, cemented it a little bit after last night's win, or still a bit shaky? I don't think so. I think he's made too many errors, and I yeah. think if you look at uh, since he's, I think this series was probably the first time since uh, Brad Fittler took over the team where you, you'd probably say that. Uh, both teams are even on paper. I think Brad Fittler has has probably had the the stronger New South Wales team since he's taken over. However, you look, if you look at uh, the results, uh, it hasn't shown that. And I think yeah, Brad Fittler probably uh, has had an opportunity to really put Queensland away and start building uh, a dynasty from a New South Wales perspective. And instead, it's just been a, a revolving door of players, and uh, you know the amount of players he's brought in for one game and dropped and. Uh, as I said, some of the tactics we've seen in this series with his bench rotation from game to game, it, it looked like he was quite scrambled. Um, and I just can't, although it was a nice finish last night for, for him, hopefully, yeah. um, you know, if, if that's it, he has some fond memories and goes out in the high. But his contract is up yeah. uh, as of now, and I just can't see him um, being able to retain his place with, with the record he, he will leave with. Let's go on to look at round 20 of the NRL this week. The Newcastle Knights taking on the West Tigers at home on Friday night. Uh, do I even need to ask who you're going for there? You don't in this one. Uh, look, uh, the Knights are fresh off a bye, and of course, before then, they uh, clocked up their record win, their yeah. biggest win in history against the Bulldogs. So coming off that, mm. uh, off the back of that, and um, only two origin players that may or may not back up. I think, uh, you know, the Knights should get that one done on their home turf quite easily. Is this another obvious round as well, uh, or obvious game, Broncos on, and the Bulldogs on Saturday? Yeah, look, it could be a good round to play your joker. Uh, look, I, I think the Broncos <laughs> do this one very easily. Uh, look, the only question mark could potentially be, again, how many uh, origin players back up for the Broncos. but. Yep. If you look at that Bulldogs team, they, they they were practically full strength last week and, and struggled to put away what was effectively a reserve-grade uh, South Sydney side. So I think the Broncos win and win easily. This might be a bit of a tough one on Saturday evening. Cowboys against the Sea Eagles. Who are you going for there? Oh, well, the Cowboys are in an electric form at the moment. They've uh, you know, really just clicked into gear and they've been the best team to watch over the last month. Uh, I think they had five representatives in in origin last night, though. So, again, uh, a little bit of interest there. And, and their form in Sydney still hasn't been great. So, uh, look, it, it, this may be a tough one to tip. I'll be going with the Cowboys on, on their form. And, of course, uh, for the Sea Eagles, two of their most influential players, in Daly Cherry Evans and Jake Trevojevic, both will be backing up as well. So, um, I think the Cowboys will do this one, but maybe not as easily as some may, may think. Storm and Roosters on Saturday night. And this is always a classic game. Uh, I think the Storm will do this one. Poor old Roosters, uh, they've just been out of form. And uh, even though the Storm have a couple more origin representatives to back up, uh, I, think, I think they're just playing a better brand of footy. We get into Sunday, Sharks against the Warriors. 
Uh, this is the game of the round for me. It's, it's a flip of the coin. Yeah. Uh, big game for the Sharks, who, of course, uh, you know, the, the knock on then has been their ability to beat teams in the top eight. Uh, so I, I think the Sharks will get it done. I think they'll go over there. I think, yeah, if you look at the uh, betting lines, they're, they're basically dead even at the moment. But I think the Sharks can go and prove a point in New Zealand. Panthers and the Dolphins on Sunday, Arvo? Uh, I think the Panthers will do this yeah. one. The Panthers just seem to the fire at the right time of the season. And now that Origin's finished, uh, yeah, I think they'll start to go on a bit of a run. And the final um, game for the round, for round 20, the Titans and the Eels. Yeah, I think the Eels will will, um, will be too strong here. And uh, I think Parramatta fans, are, although are probably scratching their heads a little bit last night when Clint Gutherson was put on for the final two minutes, it'll mean he's nice and fresh and hopefully will put on a bit of a clinic uh, for Parramatta against the Titans. Fantastic. Some good tips there. I, I went Knights, Broncos, Cowboys, Storm, Sharks, Panthers, Eels. Uh, take that how, how it resonates with you. However, I am... Uh, to your surprise, Jack, I'm sure, winning the NRL footy tipping competition up here. So, uh, you know, we must have some dud competition. That's all I can put it down to. <laughs> no, we, we should be getting your tips by the sound of it. So, yeah, we, we should write them both down. And uh, uh, maybe I don't return next week and it's just uh, yourself going through the tips. No, no. Well, I want you to return next week because uh, we will chat next Thursday about cricket, which I know zilch about. So, we'll, we'll <laughs> ch- <laughs> so I'll need your help there for sure. Um, so we'll chat that because obviously there's some developments going on there with the Ashes and the uh, the Women's World Cup starts next week as well, which is exciting. Uh, it's it, it's going super fast. It feels like just yesterday we were, were locked down yeah. in COVID and they made the announcement that it was coming and. At the time, you know, you couldn't yeah. even imagine uh, a sporting event with people in the stadium. So it, yeah. how, how quickly is that flown and what a special occasion? Sounds like a plan. Hopefully not too early next Thursday because I think the cricket starts Wednesday. So a late night for all of us <laughs> cricket lovers. <laughs> Love it. Hey, Jack, thank you so much. Great to chat. Thanks for your insights. Thank you very much, JB. Hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Want to see-